0: Welcome everybody to Beyond the Box Set, a podcast where we pitch sequels, prequels and spin-offs to movies that don't have any. Nailed ha- it. Definitely the first time. Te- definitely. That was, yeah, that was spectacularly that read. May, may have been the sixth time. Anyway, uh, I'm Harry and joining me as always is my co-host John. Hello. And this week we are doing Inception. Mm-hmm. And this was your choice, right? Yes. So tell me a little bit about Inception. Why did you choose this film? I chose it because I thought, given the nature of the film... It's a, it's a universe on its own that's never been touched by any other movie. I just thought it would be a great opportunity for us to try and add something to that.
1: Okay. Now, you say it's a universe on its own that's never been touched by any movie. At what point did you realise that this film was Inside Out?
0: What do you mean, Inside Out?
1: Okay, I should probably rephrase, because I know this film came first, so it's not, actually. It was more like, say, Inside Out is this film. I
0: as in the it, Pixar movie? As in
1: the, uh, This movie has the exact same plot as the Pixar movie, Inside Out. And... I did watch it very late at night, so okay, I was a little bit <laughs> under the weather. So, But bear with me on this. Because it's basically, it's a story about a bunch of characters, all of which in, have, have a single personality trait at best. Yeah. All running around in someone's brain, helping to solve their emotional issues
0: for their own gain. It's pretty much the same plot as Inside Out. I mean, other than Cobb, Leonardo DiCaprio's character, yeah. who's trying to solve their issues? Well,
1: they're trying to solve Cillian Murphy's character's daddy issues. Yeah. So that they can... It's all about, you know, it's all about wandering through the subconscious and getting into all kinds of scrapes and messes. And I was like, this is mm. just a... An action version of Inside Out. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, I just thought, yeah, Yeah. No? Yeah. yeah, no,
0: that that does make sense, I
1: guess. Yeah. I enjoyed that um, Ellen Page's sole function in this film was to act as the audience, a uh, substitute.
0: And that Joe Gordon Levitt was the person to explain it to her. Yeah, so every 20 minutes or so, she just
1: <laughs> stopped the action and go, sorry, what's going on again? Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I, I appreciated that because I needed it
0: at many points oh, in this yeah. film yeah I think that was I don't know if it was well written because it was obvious that that was what was happening but it was so necessary was really really necessary but I did, have so, I did have a lot of questions about
1: her character though like, mm. what exactly does the architect do maybe you can help me out on this builds the dream she builds the dream okay so what a role in that sense <laughs> that, that's clearly how they pitched it to her you're the <laughs> character who builds the dream
0: they say we only use a fraction of our brain's true potential now that's when we're awake when we're asleep our mind can do almost anything such as well imagine you're designing a building right you consciously create each aspect but sometimes it feels like it's almost creating itself if you know what I mean Yeah, like I'm discovering it genuine inspiration right Mm -hmm. now in a dream our mind continuously does this we create and perceive our world simultaneously and our mind does this so well that we don't even know what's happening that allows us to get right in the middle of that process. How?
1: By taking over the creating part. Now, this is where I need you. You create the world
0: of the dream. We bring the subject into that dream. And they fill it with their subconscious.
1: So, does that mean that the dreams that they... The people who are the subject of the dream... Yeah. I got mixed up with all the subject versus object as well. That was a grammatical nightmare. Yeah. Um, the person who the, whose dream it ostensibly is. So... Yes. Let's say it's Cillian Murphy's for the majority of the film. Yeah. They're not... But they're not their dreams? They're her
0: creations that they're just put into his head? Yeah, so... Yeah. It's essentially his head broadcasting to Cillian Murphy along with the whole gang. So none of those are
1: things he would normally dream? Probably, yeah. They don't reflect his mental state in any way, shape or form? No. Because that was the thing that disappoints me a little bit about this film. Because I thought it was a really cool premise, but... Again, this is something I find with Christopher Nolan: is that he's great at premises, but a lot of his films kind of take themselves just a touch too seriously. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to have seen some real dream shit in this film. Like, I would have, I wanted more nudity. I wanted, like, <laughs> I wanted more teeth falling out. I wanted uh, I expect, exams that you've not prepared for. Like, I oh, wanted them yeah, to really like... be in
0: dream because it just felt like the dreams are very literal and very. I mean, visually it was amazing, but people are in control of the dreams mainly, mm-hmm. but, so apart, like, apart from things like trains running down the street, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah, people are in control, so I don't think you're going to get stuff like stuff that's that personal, mm-hmm. I think. Other than things like, uh, <clears> in the <throat> first level of dream, that one guy who needed the toilet, so it was raining. Yeah, oh, that was why it was raining? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and and they, they made jokes bad. It's just like, oh, you couldn't have gone before we did this. Oh, okay, I missed that. And it was just like, you know, oh, sorry, I just drank yeah, too much champagne or whatever.
1: The different territories of each level of dreaming... Mm-hmm. I didn't really understand either. So why would it? Why were they in like a frozen tundra, like a James Bondy kind of set for so long? I mean, I don't
0: know why it was set in the snow. Because I felt like it would make things more difficult than it needed to yeah. be. Yeah. And also, I don't know why at one point some of them were rock climbing. Yeah. And then they missed the first jump and there was an avalanche. And so they just cut their rope and just fell off the cliff. And were both absolutely fine. For some reason. Like, the, like that's the thing that just happens. You can fall into snow of many heights. Well, oh, the whole causality
1: fight. thing of what kills you and what doesn't kill you was... Yeah, it baffled me a little bit as well.
0: Yeah, because like they showed in the opening scene that you can get injured and you feel pain when just Gordon-Levitt gets his kneecap shot out mm. and then he dies and that's fine. But then they took that away, saying, like, oh, no, the chemicals are too strong, you can't die, or something. Um, but then nobody got hurt, ever, yeah. after that. Yeah, that. yeah, I didn't really understand the stakes of this
1: film. Mm. It was kind of quite vague. Like, there was, the whole thing, they were doing the whole thing because he was his father had owned a conglomerate that was going to have a monopoly on energy. Mm-hmm. And Ken Watanabe's character wanted to his company to have a stake in the energy market. Yeah. Yeah? Am I right? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's so confusing. Pretty but, much, um, yeah. He was just trying to avoid a monopoly. Okay, right. It felt like a kind of a dry... It wasn't exactly saving the world. which may, No, was, <laughs> not at all. For, for them to risk their lives on such... It was for them to risk thousands, spending thousands of years in this hideous limbo and waking up as vegetables mm-hmm. I understood why Leo would do it because he had this motive to return to his children Yeah, but the other characters why would you bother? Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of well you can see so, they were getting paid a lot yeah you'd hope yeah but, but again this is, comes down to them all having a single personality trait at best like none of them I don't think any of the characters were especially multifaceted mm. they were just kind of fulfilling a role. This is again this might be why it reminded me inside out because it's like Lear Leah was maybe sadness or regret. Mm-hmm. And then Jason Gordon Levitt was exposition. <laughs> and Tom Hardy was um, charisma. Um Ellen Page was curiosity. Ellen Page was curiosity slash audience, you know, Greek yeah. chorus. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there wasn't none of them really got to have of other traits particularly. Mm-hmm. There's a scene where Jason Gordon Levitt kisses Ellen Page's character.
0: Purely for comedy.
1: Yeah, a and bit. it was so. It was like the only remotely funny bit in the entire film. It yeah. was <laughs> hardly a knee slapper. It was just yeah. felt sort of place and weird, because before and after, there was no indication that they were a thing. Yeah. That she would have any interest in that. Yeah. And mm. it just made him just a little bit... It made him look pervy and weird. Yeah, It was inappropriate. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't like a meat cute It yeah. was like, why would you do that? What's happening? Cobb's drawing Fisher's attention to the strangeness of the dream which is making his subconscious look for the dreamer. For me. Quick, give me a kiss. That's nothing thing about this film. There are a lot of weird rapey undertones in this film, I thought. Mm-hmm. Essentially, what Leonardo DiCaprio's character does to Marion Cotillard, his wife Mal, mm. Mal, is he kind of rapes her, mentally rapes her, I think. Like, he invades her brain. And oh, yeah, definitely. Her. That is so... To do that to you, I know the whole point is he
0: I mean, it. I only got it this time round that... Well, when when he did that, that he regretted it. Yeah. And um, so he
1: should. Oh, yeah. Also, that whole plot line. So when he decides that they need... When he does convince her to... That they should kill themselves mm-hmm. in the dream world so they can return to what is ostensibly the real world, mm-hmm. as far as we are led to believe. Um, why would you do it by sticking your head on a t- train track? It's not the... it's so traumatic. Yeah. It's not the... Of all the ways to kill yourself. Like, I think she probably had... A better idea: jumping off a tall building. That's not; wouldn't be my choice of how to go, but probably quicker and less horrifying. Like less scary as well. Yeah, that I'm not surprised she went nuts. Yeah. anyone would. Like <laughs> what? That, I think that'd be in my probably top five most horrible ways to go. Like, yeah, yeah, very yeah. odd choice.
0: Hmm.
1: <laughs> See, I found this film dark and confusing It's it was a good popcorn film. I don't yeah. think it was it was not a film that I disliked, but I had a lot of questions about it. Well, talking about heads caving in,
0: um, I, I watched Jackie the other day. Oh, you watched it? Mm. Oh yeah, that's... It's more violent than you'd expect, doesn't it? That is solid gore at the end. Mm. There's nothing to the imagination. No. And also, it's not an interesting film. <laughs> no, it's really <laughs> Yeah, I... Not to go too far off topic, but yeah, I was really expecting
1: Jackie to be a Best Picture nominee until I saw it, and then I thought, no. Yeah. There's no story there. There's an amazing performance, but no story. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, this on the other hand amazing story mm. not particularly stand up performances I don't think got the best picture none uh, probably deservedly so I mean, obviously it made yeah. a lot this felt like a film even though I actually didn't see it this is my first time watching it mm-hmm. I do remember it really?
0: being a film yeah I do remember it being well, a film you're, that... you're, you're, talk- you're talking about this fairly well it was your first time most last people, night <laughs> most, most people watched it and just like I have no idea what's going on you've mm-hmm. done you sound like you've held together
1: I was very much paying attention because I knew I had no other opportunity to rewatch it, so I was like laser vision. <laughs> so I was like, I am going to understand this film. Yeah. So I did my absolute best. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I remember when it was out. I think it was one of those films that you kind of had to see. Uh-huh. So became, I can see why it made a lot of money because it was it does have kind of an interesting premise that yeah. people haven't done before. Yeah. So I remember the marketing being really good for it. Like mm. the uh, I was looking up actually some some of the billboards for it last night, where they made it look like actual. They put billboards on skyscrapers that looked like the skyscraper was melting. I thought that was really cool. Oh, nice. So, yeah. yeah. So, uh,
0: yeah, definitely cleverly marketed. And they were the trailer that introduced the... Mm. ...noise, which all action films that <coughs> now do. Mm-hmm. Visually, this film
1: was fantastic. I can't yeah. say that with me. Except for one jarring element that was not, which was Ken Watanabe's character's old man makeup, I which know. Which was awful. I know.
0: Oh, I can never get past that. It was
1: like they just wrapped his head in papier-mâché. It was like, <laughs> done. <laughs> and he's... He's. You don't need to do that much to it. I guess they need, maybe they needed a contrast because there's the speech at the end where he says, come and join me. I think Leonardo DiCaprio says to him or they say to each other, come back to me and we will be young men together. Mm. He's like 60. Yeah. He's already old. So Is, is this a time travel film? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he's not going to go back and be a young man, but that's kind of one thing. But also, yeah, I don't feel like they needed to do that much to, him to make him look old because he is a late middle-aged man. I don't know why they needed to make him look... Like some kind of strange turtle. Mm -hmm. But I guess they needed a display that he'd been lost in the limbo for like 30 or 40. So was he supposed to be in his hundreds, maybe? Is it the idea that you can't die in limbo unless you choose to die?
0: I don't know. Why was he in limbo anyway?
1: Because he died in the other kick. Did he? He died in the... Yeah, he got shot, remember?
0: Yeah, I remember that. But like, he woke up from there, didn't he?
1: Yeah, but he died. Yeah, he 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 went into another kick, but he was bleeding out. He was bleeding out in the back of the car. He got a shot in the first oh, yeah. level. He
0: died. This one was so confused. I know. And and that's when Cobb stayed in like that fifth dimension of dreams. Yes. So that was those two essentially in limbo. Cobb woke up on a beach back at the start of the movie, mm-hmm. presumably wandered around for a while, wandered around for a while, and then bumped into old man. What's his name? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then, with whatever happened there, that's they woke themselves up, and then they both woke up on the plane and. Is that it?
1: Yeah, but the point is that he... Because he, uh, Ken Watanabe's character died on the first and second levels. Mm. And that's why he ended up in Limbo. Because if you die in the dream, you go to Limbo. That was the whole thing. That was right. the stake. Which, again, was I found puzzling as to why they would put themselves through it. Because it was... Yeah. He had a business... Again, he had a business stake. He was already super rich. It felt like he was o- both overly and underly invested in it. Yeah, like if you want money, just sell that airline you bought. Mm. Yeah, oh, that <laughs> line. Oh, yeah, that was good. That was... That was some good comedy. It was a good laugh, line, but at the same time I thought, will people not read about that? <laughs> we bought a whole airline, would that not make the business papers? That your main rival might be like, oh my business, main business rival has purchased an entire airline, which I'm coincidentally now going to fly on.
0: Yeah.
1: It would have to be a 747. Why is that? So in a 747 the pilot's up top, the first class cabin's in the nose, so no one would walk through. But you'd have to buy out the entire cabin, and the first class flight attendant.
0: I bought the airline. I
1: thought that was a plot hole that he also wouldn't recognise the head of his main what I presume to be his main business rival. Mm. Like the um they're both on the same plane, um mm-hmm. Cillian Murphy's character and Ken Watanabe's character. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's and good at no point. point do they Oh hey, it's it's you. Yeah. That's a surprise. Like, and even when he wakes up from his dream, which is a dream that makes leads him to make a decision that plays really well into his business rival's hands and it does to go, Oh coincidental. Like, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, Yeah, so Which does seem weird that also, if Ken Watanabe knows about this dream technology, mm-hmm. why would Celia Murphy not know about the dream technology? Well, he does because he's trained for it. Is he trained for it? Or was Leonardo DiCaprio just making him think that? Because that was in a dream already. That was in like two levels of dream.
1: But why would Leonardo DiCaprio... What would it serve Leonardo
0: DiCaprio his... for... No, no, I understand that, but... It, it was to gain his trust and then get him to go into the next level of dream and... But the whole point is in the first... Which, 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 which was in the snow level and it sounds more, and more like a video game it it. it's <laughs> um, Mario again that's the crossover we should have done Mario Inception. <laughs> uh, yeah and so that's why in the snow level he was he was on their side like he was he was also trying to attack this oh yeah
1: I understand that yeah. but my point is, in, on the first level the Indian guy's level the, the, the pharmacist where he's um, the rain level the rainy level they get attacked and DiCaprio's not expecting that or mm-hmm. so we think like he's the whole thing is it goes off course because they get attacked they don't expect him to fight back mm. So unless that was, if it was the same thing that caused his ex-wife to keep appearing mm-hmm. and it caused the train to go through, because I understood, mm-hmm. I understood that to be DiCaprio's issue. Mm-hmm. But I thought the projections were always those of the dreamer. Mm. So the fact that the projections fought back implied that he had had, tra- and they even said he must have had training for this. And he said, "Remember your training." Mm. So presumably he has been trained in the art of not having people mind rape you.
0: Mm. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Should we get on to the...
1: I guess main, we're not, we're not going to crack this, this nut, are we? No, um, no, no.
0: We could talk about this for hours and not yeah. get it. I could watch this like five times over and still mm-hmm. not have it. Yeah,
1: it, it definitely has rewatch value in that oh, sense. God, so yeah. I'm sure you'll catch more. But who's your favourite actor in this film, just quickly? Uh, yeah, Leo. I, I liked Marion Cotillard. I thought she, with what she had to wear, with, she was really good. I mean, that was a really... To play a character who's not a character... The fact that she doesn't exist as a person, yeah, she's just a projection true. of his character. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was really a really interesting kind of duality there. And I thought that she played that really well, that slight emptiness. Mm-hmm. So that would be my choice. Oh, one more thing. I know we're going to we'll go to our own. Um, but I do want to talk about the children with the no faces. Yes. Were you, when, they, when you finally see the face at the end, were you like fully prepared for them to be like monster
0: alien babies? Uh, not that, but just like flat... No face. Something. Just yeah. like, you know, they, they made flat skin, such flat skin a thing. Face. They
1: made such a thing of them, having, of them not turning around. I was like, if, they just, if these kids just have faces. I mean, maybe I was. Have you seen the others with Nicole Kidman? Uh, no. No, it's a ghost story, and there's a whole thing with the baby, and that gets uh, possessed by a ghost, and you think it's the baby, and then she lifts up the veil, and it's this hideous old woman. So that was what I was kind of thinking of. But, mm. So I was disappointed when it was. Yeah, it's a creepy film. Yeah. Uh, but I was d- disappointed that the kids were just kids. Yeah. So, yeah. And okay, last 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 thing. Do you think that the <laughs> end was was the end a dream? This may play into what your sequel pitch is. To be fair, mm. do you think the end was another layer of dreaming, or was he actually back in reality? Uh, I think he was back in reality. Mm-hmm. I ch- I was so Just saying it. no. I'd, I'd been through so many levels of dream. At that point in the film, I wasn't
0: I wasn't here for another one. Yeah, I was like I know also, they're trying to make you. Well, the thing is, they they told you all about this stuff. Like you've got to have your thing. I forgot the term they used. but Oh, the totem. Yeah, the totem. You've got to have your totem to make sure that you're not in somebody else's dream. But at no point in the film did anybody think they weren't in a dream, and they, and they were. Yeah. No point in the film. So they hadn't really set that precedent. Aside from so, Ellen
1: Page at the beginning, but she didn't have a totem. She was just kind of... Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. He also he explained to her. Yeah. And that was fine, because that was just an explain a bit. But, yeah, at no point did anybody think they weren't in a dream that they were.
1: Yeah. Well, maybe that's what it was building to then that uncertainty at the end. Because it's like, we haven't shot this gun yet, so. Maybe. Because there there the some wish fulfillment It it seems
0: like Cliffhanger for Cliffhanger's sake, but it was so built into the plot of just like, you've all got this totem.
1: Yeah, but then he didn't, and he just didn't look at it, which. Yeah. Yeah. Which seemed like, it seemed like quite craven. sequel setting up. And yet this film famously has no sequel and there's no plans for it to have a sequel, so. Also, uh, I find it weird that his kids were still digging the same hole. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're the little things that made me think maybe it was a dream. Also, Michael, yeah, right. Michael Caine's character is his father-in-law, right? Uh, Yeah. He seems very okay with the fact that his son-in-law basically caused his daughter to die, commit suicide.
0: Yeah, I'm sure he's learned to live with it.
1: Yeah, but he just seemed very sanguine about it. I don't know how much he's supposed to know, whether he knows how much, but you'd think no. he'd be a little bit bitter. So that made me yeah. think maybe it was, there was some wish fulfilment elements there. Yeah. So anyway, yeah.
0: Um, yeah, so uh, you're first, I believe. Oh, okay, fine. Um,
1: <laughs> so here's my... I'm going for a direct sequel this time. No remakes, no ah. reboots. So, um, And my sequel is called Inception 2 Hormonal Awakening. Sounds... Mm-hmm. Sa- sounds... Something. <laughs> Don't <laughs> I know what wish, to say to that. Wish listeners could have seen Harry's face drop when I said that. <laughs> it, was, it was beautiful. Um, so, yeah, because basically my idea was, as I say, I found the... If there's a weakness to this film is that I thought the dreams were quite prosaic and quite boring. Yeah. I really wanted more dream stuff in this film. Yeah. So, yeah, this film, and this pitch, because this film is so complicated, this this might go against, because I didn't fully understand the architect's role and what she was doing. So, I'm sure elements of this won't be consistent with the internal logic of the original film, but mm-hmm. tough. So, okay, so the, my basic premise is that it's another let's get the whole gang back together sequel. So, you mm-hmm. know, classic kind of Ocean's 12 scenario where a prominent politician has been charged with murdering his wife and son.
0: Yeah.
1: The only surviving witness is his daughter, who mm-hmm. was also attacked um let's say there was a fire. I don't know. Uh but she has gone into a catatonic state because of the trauma of being she's been attached, she's had a blow to the head or something. She's not like a vegetable, she needs to be able to dream. Mm-hmm. But this is my hook, my whole way in so that she can be the dreamer, you know. So she's out of okay. action essentially. Yeah. So so he, or maybe a member of his family, hires the crew, uses some kind of leverage to get the cat crew back into the fold. I couldn't be bothered thinking what, but um you know. Um but yeah, so he gets them all back together and the idea is that they have to go into the daughter. And who's maybe 14, 15. She has to be a teenager. Mm-hmm. That's the main thing. Hence, mm-hmm. hormones. Um, so they go in and dig out her deeply repressed memories of the attack and clear the guy's name, if indeed he wasn't the killer. Um, so it's not an inception. It's an extraction, which is what they are doing at the beginning of the film. Okay. It's just an extraction. Was there like bread and butter, if you remember? Mm-hmm. The whole point was that they would go in and they would extract information. Yeah, yeah. Which I thought was a film in itself. Yeah. I thought like they jumped to Inception... I thought Inception could have been a sequel to a film called Extraction,
0: mm-hmm.
1: because I was well, I was totally on board for that as a, That's an interesting idea that I don't think has been really done. Mm-hmm. But it's like, oh, here's a really good premise. Oh, forget that. Here's an even better one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. So I'm going way back. I'm going back to basics with an Extraction. So and also because we need a new character, the boyfriend is going to be the Kent Watanabe. In this, so she, this fourteen-year-old girl has a boyfriend mm-hmm. who's also maybe fourteen, fifteen, mm-hmm. uh, who insists on going along too, and for reasons they allow him to. You know, for the same reasons they allow Cameron and come it's like, oh, okay, sure, you're <laughs> going to compromise the mission. You have no training and no qualification for this, but yeah, tag along. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, I guess the girl should be played by a teenage actress, maybe Haley Steinfeld or Chloe Grace Moretz, one of those. I was trying to think of a teenage boy because I kind of he needs to be really obnoxious. Liam Hemsworth. Yeah, but he's not a teenage boy. This is the thing. He's like in his. Tom trend. Holland, who's Tom Holland? Spider Man, new Spider Man. Oh, how old is he? Because I want them to be. I don't want to be like. Because I thought of Lucas think, Hedges from. I think, I think he's like eighteen or nineteen. Okay. I did think of Lucas Hedges from Manchester by the Sea, because he was he had that kind of obnoxiousness that I think would work. Yeah, but I want them to trend younger. And yeah. I think he's too old. And I realized it was a very haunting moment for me because I realized I don't know any teen actors anymore. And I kind of actually thought to myself, how old are the Jonas brothers now? And they're like in their 30s. <laughs> they have wives and kids. And, you know. Hanson are just dead now. Like, so I, um, I listened
0: to Hansen today. Really? Which yeah. song? Have a guess. <laughs> was it Where's the Love? It was from the album Mbop Legends. Okay. They did have other hits, but um, I'm, I'm
1: sure. <laughs> I remember them I'll more. believe you. <laughs> Three top five hits, I remember. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so yeah, the boyfriend is going to be played by a teen actor. Can you think of anyone? You've mentioned a few, but I think they're all too old. I really want like a 15-year-old or someone who looks 15. Nope. No, maybe like a modern one of the modern family kids. I don't know. Sure. Oh, maybe, yeah, maybe Sofia Vergara's um, son. That'd be really funny. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, okay. Do you watch
0: Modern Family? No.
1: Okay, well, this this is a dead end. Um, (laughs) So, okay, so they go in... And we're going to introduce some pseudoscience here about how teenage, teenagers in general have very unstable dreamscapes. Okay. So that might somewhat explain why it's different to the first film. That's, mm-hmm. that's as much of a justification as I'm able to give at this point. So people just going yeah. to go along for the ride. So the idea is that, so we get to the first level. And this is, again, this is me really wanting to see dream dreams rather than just, oh, here's a city that folds in on itself. Mm-hmm. So the first level, so they've got the daughter there. She's, obviously she's in her dream. So they find her, you know, in this, she's conscious in the dream, if you know what I mean. But she, so they're trying to get her to remember or mm. to explain to them what happened. And she's totally distracted by tests that she's not prepared to study for and cute boys and sexy vampires and all the things teenage girls. So it's kind of a romp where they're trying to, you know, they're really trying to get her to explain and focus. And she, she just can't because she's distracted by all this stuff. And she's, she's mm-hmm. repressed the dark memory and she's just living, having typical teenage girl dreams. Yeah. So they go through that for a while. They get in nowhere. And then so they need to go to another level. Oh, also the projections. I forgot to mention the projections. So her projections are going to be um, bitchy, teen, bitchy mean girls and yeah, and sexy vampires. That, that's, a, that's what teenage girls are going to... Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. This idea may be a little offensive to, to teenage girls, but that's just what the world tells me. So so the first level gets them nowhere, so they need to go to another level deeper, which means they need to go into someone else's dream. Mm-hmm. So this is where they go into the boyfriend's dream, because mm-hmm. they want to keep their best players active. Mm-hmm. So they go into, now they're in a teenage boy's dream, and this is just boobs.
0: Can I just question, <clears throat> who is this film aimed at? You asked me this last week as well. It's because, well, last week was quite the exception. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Who's, who's this aimed at? Is this aimed Fans at... of the first film? Fans of art? Fans of, sure, yeah. sorry. Um, is this aimed at teenagers? Is this aimed at us? I feel like it's aimed at people like me who watched the
1: first film and thought, it's good, but it could be better with more boobs and vampires. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so people who've got their teenage years in recent memory. If you classify me as that, then absolutely yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm very happy to accept that. Well, given you thought that the Jonas Brothers were still in their teens, <laughs> well, yeah, let's draw a bit over that. Sound one. like they're older than you. Yeah. I
1: don't, I'm, I'm just. I'm not interested in marketing these films. I'm coming up with that's somebody else's job. My job is to no, create no, no, art. Ju- I'm just, I'm, I, just, I think if you, if I build it, people will come. I just. I just want to get a feeling for what this film's
0: okay. a- aimed for no, no. I
1: think yeah. anyone who enjoyed the first film. Yeah. And also, it may trend a little bit younger. Maybe mm-hmm. we can get a 15 st- certificate on this one. Mm-hmm. What was the... F- actually, the first one probably wasn't an 18, was it? Yeah, probably a 12. Like, what happened? Yeah, well, it? actually, there wasn't a lot of violence, so no. yeah, trending up then. Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess this is, this is a film for everyone. It's a family film. It's a film with, for all the family. With boobs. With boobs, yeah. Wouldn't it's call th- it family-friendly. Depends on the family... <laughs> so they're in teenage boyland now and this is just all the projections are just like porn stars and big boobs and just walking boobs and uh, it's just boo 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 walking boobs yeah (laughs) and uh, just boobs on legs I assume this is what straight teenage boys dream about just walking boobs on legs
0: pretty much yeah yeah Yeah.
1: Yeah. and so there's there's some there's some stakes here this is not I'm not just playing this for laughs some very serious stakes Mm. which is if this boy has a wet dream he's going to wake up that's what happens if you have a wet dream oh dear and that's gonna ruin that's, <laughs> that's gonna ruin everything oh that's such a good idea so they, <laughs> so they really need to
0: hide these boots oh god so the whole no. second level
1: is the entire crew oh. desperately trying to keep all the sexy stuff away so this boy doesn't ejaculate
0: oh no <laughs> um no.
1: Go, no ask your question no, your no no
0: I was, I was gonna say who would you cast in this but we already talked about that uh, yeah and um, I was gonna say if you're casting comedians yeah like it sounds like another job for James Franco. I think
1: he's too old for it. He can't play, and he's got range. But he's oh not no, no, a no. Old.
0: Yeah, I'm not saying now. I'm just saying like if they've got to try and stop things from being sexy. Then,
1: well, this is the this is the original crew, so none of them have been recast. So this is this is really going to pull oh, right. push um,
0: Leo. So um, we've got Leonardo DiCaprio, Academy Award winner. Leonardo DiCaprio, <laughs> Academy Award winner. Leonardo DiCaprio playing a film where he's got to where the enemy is boobed with legs. <laughs> yes, yes, I am.
1: You could Stand to, so, yeah. You know, it's light and, every career needs some light and shade. He's not Johnny Depp. <laughs> Has DiCaprio ever done a comedy? Wolf of Wall Street is it? Oh, I guess, yeah, but like a, co- a this kind of comedy, no.
0: Uh, this is, this could be the role his career needs. This is like his, his next act. He, he I can... like how Wolf of Wall Street it was like a, not a step down for Leo, but like this was Leo going in a much more comedy direction. But for Jonah Hill, it was the exact opposite. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> for him, it was a prestige, piece, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, I feel like Leo can do comedy. I'd like to see him try. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's got the Oscar now. He can take a load off. He can chill. He can do some... You know, some... Oh, I'm so interested to see what he does now. To be fair, he's got that documentary there. Yeah, it? I think he does take himself very seriously. I don't think he, he will. He seems to. Yeah. yeah, I can't imagine him actually doing something like this. But hence why it was appealing to me. I want a TV show. Tom Hardy would be well on board for this. I
0: don't oh, think yeah. he'd have a problem with this role. He's on board for anything.
1: Yeah, exactly. He
0: will do anything. Mm.
1: Yeah, his agent just picks up the phone and goes, Yep. <laughs> Yeah, he'll he'll take it. We need publicity. Take a dog to the BAFTAs. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, they're running around... Just trying to avoid this boy ejaculating, basically. So at some point, someone's going to have to shout the phrase "Oh God, pre come uh, and then there might be some kind of yeah drops, like you know where there were like explosions whenever the dream was starting to lose its consistency. Yeah. Maybe this one things just get really wet and sticky. Like "Oh God, it's going to happen. We have to stop this." Oh I might God. have thought about... that might I'm, be a bit far. <laughs> <laughs> I'm realizing, I'm realizing as I talk that I'm describing. I'm spending. I spent far too much time thinking about a teenage boy's ejaculation that I specifically. Said has to be fifteen or under, so um, I'm going to have to mark this podcast as explicit. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So um, apologies for that. Uh, (laughs) So so that's that's a whole thing that happens. Anyway, it's not working. The mission fails. They realise that she's just too repressed. She's she's they're not getting the information they need. Yeah. So an extraction they come to conclusion an extraction is not going to work. And time is running out. Time is running short. So they need to take drastic measures, and they need to try something. That's never been done before. Something even more highly experimental than an Inception. <laughs> your face is already... <laughs> you look see where so you right now. so nervous. <laughs> so what they need to do is go into the deepest recesses of her mind, the, the very source of her trauma, and communicate with her, not just with her dreams, but with her herself. And that is when this movie crosses over with Inside Out. Officially. <laughs>
0: roll your eyes at me. I'm, I'm, I'm an artist, i crazy. Yeah, but now it's inappropriate for an Inception <laughs> sequel, it's in, very inappropriate for an Inside Out sequel. I, I think I can sell it. Oh, God. So, okay. So, I thought... When we this... started this podcast, I thought that you were going to be the sensible one, like with the Titanic one, mine was, mine wasn't ridiculous, but like, it it wasn't good. And then you did yours, and that was great, and it was sensible, and it was, yes. But then, these last two episodes, you've gone off the rails. <laughs> I'm drunk on my own creativity. <laughs> so. And also drunk. Um, so anyway, let me finish. i
1: thought this through. This is not like a half-assed fit This is a real story that I intend to flesh out in script. So they get to her control centre, her nervous control, her emotional control centre. Okay. And we're going to have a Who Framed Roger Rabbit style mix of CGI and reality. Okay. So we've got DiCaprio, we've got Ellen Page, we've got Tom Hardy, and we also have the CGI characters from Pixar's Family classic, Inside Out.
0: Wait a minute. So are they still the exact same style?
1: Yes. I'm not saying the scale is Riley. Okay. But they that, are essentially that, the same. Fine. They are the same emotions.
0: Okay, yeah. Okay. Um, um, played by the same people? I would say so. Nice. You can't have a nice. Joy not played by Amy Poehler. Yeah. So... They look, <laughs> well, they look exactly the same and they're playing against all these actors. <laughs> yeah. The like,
1: scaling might be an issue.
0: I'm not sure how tall Joy is going to be compared to... The I, I reckon they're all about like sort of waist height. Yeah, that was how I was imagining it. Too. Yeah. That seems like the right height. Yeah. But, but no, the, the, these are the highest class actors that there are. I know. I'm doing some high class work. Go on.
1: Okay. So, <laughs> this is actually where it gets a little bit more sensible. Uh, trust me. Uh, so, <laughs> the idea is that so they get to the control centre, but joy, anger, sadness and disgust have all disappeared. And fear is now in full control. Yeah. And that's why she is in this state of complete shutdown.
0: Is there going to be a new emotion called arousal?
1: No. Maybe they could have. Yeah, they could have met him earlier for the. But no, 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 no. I'm not going to. I guess I could have done. But is arousal an emotion? It feels more like a a response.
0: True, true. But like yeah. something needs to happen there.
1: Yeah, maybe we, we we can maybe I can maybe go back and write this in. But that's not in my original concept. So. Mm-hmm. So anyway, and he's certainly not here because this is all sadness, and not sadness. This is all um, fear. Fear has completely taken over the other emotions are lost and so the bulk of the film essentially is going to be but he's
0: the wacky one
1: fear <laughs> yeah yeah but he's all, well this is a very dark fear you know the, mm. the fear, Riley hadn't really hadn't seen half the shit this girl has seen yeah this girl's seen her entire family be murdered so the wackiness <laughs> is really toning down mm-hmm. still a real hater though mm. but just playing it a lot more know, maybe he's smoking and he's lost a leg or something similar to Princess Peach in my last Yeah, movie. yeah I want some yeah, trauma so yeah the, the bulk of the film for me is going to be our character's racing around the recesses of her mind, which is not going to be dissimilar to Inside Out and visually, trying to find the other emotions which are kind of hidden away. And they're all going to be hidden away in in the, character, the girl's strongest reflection of that emotion. So joy will be hiding in a memory the girl has of the happiest she's ever been. Yeah. I don't know what that's going to be. Uh, anger will be hiding in a memory that reflects the angriest she's ever been etc and disgust will be in the most disgusting situations etc etc mm-hmm. so and that's basically it and the, the main bulk of the movie is them running around trying to find the emotions and then obviously they define them all and reunite mm-hmm. them hence bringing the girl back out of her catatonic state mm-hmm. and then she is able to pin the real killer who let's say is the boyfriend it was an inside job so the boyfriend wanted, wanted in mm-hmm. so that he could sabotage from
0: the inside so how did they not know that the boyfriend did it when they were in his mind? Because he's... With his emotions as well. He's had some training. Actually, to be fair, that's a really good way to put some clues in. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's g- that, that can there can be some breadcrumbs there. Yeah. I'm definitely. not going to say i thought
1: this through completely. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, thought, I was trying to figure who it could be. I was thinking, yeah, Let's make it the boyfriend. Because yeah. there aren't really any other characters that i thought about. So, yeah, so that's basically the, the plot. Uh, is. So, yeah, go into a girl's mind. Good, teenage girl dreams followed by Horrifying teenage boy dreams, mm-hmm. followed by a little detour into Inside Out, <laughs> uh, followed by a girl comes back to is you know emotions are put back in place, and she wakes up, pins the real killer. She's probably pretty traumatized, but otherwise happily ever after. Mm. End of film. That is a uh, Inception
0: two hormonal awakening. And just thinking of that as a Inside Out sequel as well, like Manic, the... in a way it is. Yeah, but just hormonal awakening. To be fair, you told me that title. Nothing has not fitted the bill to that it's been a pretty accurate title yeah i thought it through oh dear
1: <laughs> i feel like i've written not one but two of your favorite films in one fell swoop yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're never gonna be able to watch either of those films again without thinking of that i hope no
0: <laughs> to be fair i don't think i can watch any of the films that we've done in these episodes without <laughs> thinking of the things that
1: uh, oh well well so um yeah so i'm throwing that's my uh Hat in the ring. Okay, Top pretty that. good. Pretty good. Well, I can't.
0: <laughs> uh, okay, so I've uh, actually just changed my name based on what we said earlier.
1: Oh, you're um, no longer
0: Harry? No, no, no. Um, so the name of, of my spin-off from Inception is going to be called Inception Building the Dream. Okay. Because that's it's pretty awesome. It's, it's a good a name. Good tagline. Yeah. Thing. It is a prequel. Okay. Uh, and so the film opens with Leo and Arthur... They're at an award ceremony on top of a skyscraper. Okay. And this award ceremony is the exposition to tell us that they are both architects who run a firm. They've built this skyscraper and they've just won some fancy pants awards for, award for it.
1: Oh, so they're regular architects, not dream
0: architects? Just regular architects. Oh, okay, cool. Building, is the business low,
1: tagline building the dream?
0: Yeah. Yeah, okay. that, that, that makes good sense. It's very marketing-y. Yeah. If it
1: hasn't already been
0: used, it must have done. Yeah. Hey, do you know what I found out today? What? Shop.com is available. Really? Yeah. That's insane. Also, theshop.com uk are available. I find that hard to believe. Look it up. Okay. Are you going to buy them? No. Well, I'm tempted. <laughs> but I don't know what I'd sell. Yeah, true. Everything is quite generic.
1: Yeah, that's true. That <clears was throat>
0: <way>. um, anyway. <laughs> good <laughs> digression. Well, they've, uh, they've, they've built this firm together from the ground up and yeah, they're running it. It's, they're great. They're having a good time. Won these awards. And so. Well, yeah. Now they're just treating themselves to a to a nice night, um, getting very drunk. They go to some bars afterwards, where we see Leo meeting Moll. Okay. So, how old are they at this point? At this point, they would. How old do you think they are in the films?
1: Well, I feel like they're much like the actors' age. So, Leo would be in his forties, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt would be in his early thirties, slash maybe late twenties. Uh, yeah.
0: Okay. Well, I'm going to set it about ten years beforehand, so we can probably have Joseph Gordon-Levitt.
1: There, so he's like nineteen.
0: Yeah, he can still play nineteen.
1: Pushing it. But...
0: <laughs> okay, five, five, five. Year, five okay, years. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yes. Yeah. That's definitely kinder to Leo. Yeah. Don't make Leo play in, in his twenties. That's uh, yeah. Those days are gone. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, I could do it with CGI.
1: <laughs> they can. They can do a lot of CGI. I mean, my actually.
0: version of this film that's coming up now. There's not much CGI needed. Okay. I guess.
1: So you can blow all that budget on just making Leo slimmer and prettier. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <Cool.
1: laughs>
0: Um, yeah, and so uh, we ha- we have some great scenes with Cobb and Mole. That's their character names. Um,
1: it sounds like some kind of like dinner. like Cobb and Mole, it sounds like some kind of... Um... Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> That's what <you> mean. <laughs> Maybe like a restaurant that does really hearty food. Like
0: yeah. <laughs> Cobb and Mole. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, they're in a bar and you're yeah, them sort of chatting each other up and having conversations. Turns out Mole is developing this dream tech.
1: Oh, so she got there first.
0: Yeah. Okay. So she is actually the inventor of it. Okay. Because it's never specified in this section like who made it and where it came from. It's never specified what it is that she does. That's true. I kind of assumed um,
1: that he introduced her to it, but maybe that was just my underlying some kind of underlying sexism. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, so no, she introduced him. Okay. Yeah. So they've been tracking up, talking about this, and that's where we hear a lot more explanation as to what this technology is. Oh, okay. And what it does. So probably giving a lot of answers from the first film.
1: Okay. You're not going to over-explain, are you? How most a lot of films I find over-explain the concept to the point where you just to the point of tedium. Is that going to be this?
0: I I don't know. I think we're going to sort of explore the technology. Okay, that's um, throughout the film rather than just it's all explained in one okay. bar scene. And this scene finishes with uh, Leo asking if he if he can experience uh, this artificial dreaming okay. uh, in his hotel room with her.
1: Ah, uh, I see. Um, <laughs> cut to hotel sex. Yes, of course.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, is a good child plane. Imagine it's a better chat-up line than what I, whatever it was I just said. <laughs>
1: cut to hotel sex. Is that the chat line? <laughs> Drink
0: oh, up and only that. cut to hotel sex. If only that worked.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's probably worked for someone, somewhere. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and so... Uh, well, we we have that? We then have a load of scenes over the next five years. Essentially, we've just seen the start of their relationship. We, Are see we gonna get
1: a romantic montage. Yes, I thought love was only true in fairy. <laughs> we going to do
0: that? One? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, the <laughs> nice cheesy pop song. Yes, yeah. um, yeah, so we get a good bit of a montage there. We have a lot of a lot of scenes. Uh, I would like it to have like last nice fast dialogue, okay, um, like Aaron Sorkin type stuff.
1: Oh, okay. Lots of walking and talking in corridors and Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: Because I think this film's gonna be a lot more talking than it is actually gonna be showing the action. Of course there's gonna be scenes where they actually do mm-hmm. use this technology and they go into the dreams. We are
1: Question Is Christopher Nolan directing?
0: I don't think he is. Is Aaron
1: Sorkin directing?
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah it's have Aaron Sorkin directing. <laughs> I do like his films. Yeah, I think given my story, it's not really a Chris Nolan type story. Okay. Maybe I'm like Shyamalan.
1: Oh, okay. That gives that. So I'm gathering from that there's some kind of twist about to occur. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. And so, well, uh, we see scenes of them trying out the technology, building it. Um, she grabs Leo in. He leaves the architect firm, Tristan Gordelevich, still running it by himself. So Leo leaves it to go and help develop this technology. They get military funding as well. Okay. That all happens. And then we see them doing different experiments with going into dreams. We see a lot of different kinds of dreams that, you know, Real-life dreams of people appearing naked in different places. Oh,
1: and you stole from my ideas. Have yeah, stealing boobs on all legs? your ideas. <laughs> boobs on legs? Wet dreams?
0: Not those ideas. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Inside Out crossovers? No,
0: no. <laughs> oh, celebrity cameos.
1: Oh, yes. I don't know why I didn't think of that. That'd be a great thing. Yeah. Yeah
0: ah great okay well we'll get Will Smith in there he's always good
1: did you know Will Smith was originally offered the role of Cobb was he yeah and yeah there was a version of this film that was Mm -hmm. never made in which Will Smith or Brad Pitt play Cobb because they both turned it down or both offered it and couldn't do it for whatever reason okay Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt was going to be played by the James Franco (laughs) <laughs> 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 Always good value. It sounds like uh, our kind of writing. Yeah, I know. And uh, I can't believe this didn't take. And uh, Ellen Page's character Ariadne was going to be played by Evan Rachel Wood from um, now up now famous for appearing in um, Westworld. Oh yeah, yeah, the oh, main right. girl from Westworld. So,
0: why did they cast somebody else over Leo? I don't know why. We... was Leo not somebody's first choice? Well,
1: Will Smith and Brad Pitt are kind of on his level. They are like the big three. Right? Do you think? Well, maybe not so much Brad so, Pitt anymore, like... but.
0: Both of those, they, they've both done bad films. Yeah. And continued to do bad films.
1: Yeah, but they're both box office. Will Smith can still open a film. I don't think Will Smith would ever not be chosen for a film if he wanted to do it. And this was made like oh, five yeah. or six years ago. He, he hadn't made quite as many. He, he hadn't done that Collateral Beauty thing that was out recently that looked oh, yeah. abominable. I don't oh, It
0: looked so good, but it so many bad things.
1: I, I thought it looked absurd from the trailer. I just thought it was going to be so sappy and sentimental.
0: Uh, it reminded me a little bit of uh, Hitch.
1: Oh, yes, I didn't see Hitch. Yeah. I'm a bit allergic to sappy, sentimental Will Smith films. He does a lot of them. Mm, yeah. Where yeah. everyone learns a valuable lesson at the end. <sighs> yeah. So anyway, we digress. Yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah, so the, as I say, the version of this film in which Will Smith actually is mm-hmm. the star. But in, in your version, cameo. Why not? Yeah. Surprise okay. cameo.
0: Yeah, yeah well, will just get Brad Pitt in there as well then. Yeah? So uh, I'd like them playing their characters. like Will Smith from um, Independence Day. Okay. Like bringing that character back a little bit to full and then we see some of their aliens, and
1: so someone's dreaming Independence Day, yeah, oh, essentially,
0: okay. um carbon Marla dreaming, that sort of thing, and then they have things that go wrong, and so they try and get out of the dream, and then they're still in a dream but they don't realize, oh okay, and so this is where we this is where eventually, after that little adventure, they get the concept for having their totem, mm-hmm. yeah, so you know that you're in whether you're in a dream or not, ah, oh, okay. And so we have a few scenes like this, and we have a few other ones where, like, she gets pregnant, and a, few, few, a while a while later, obviously, she has uh, she has a kid. Do you think one kid? Or...
1: They had the two kids. I know it was the...
0: two twins.
1: I felt like maybe the boy was younger. Yeah, me too. I, I, I she don't was feel smaller. Like... Yes, I've, I've, I've mm. think, but you'd probably justify it. Right? Yeah, yeah, if you want to just have one pregnancy. Nah, well, it's just it, it doesn't it. really make
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh, eventually they. They complete it, they sell it to the military, they get loads of money, mm-hmm. buy a house out in the countryside, and yeah, you think that it's all going happily ever after.
1: Okay.
0: Turns out Mole is still working on the Dream Tech. she but still Leo doesn't know. She's still refining it. Yeah, that's right. Okay. She's still refining it, trying to make it better, trying to make add new features to it, trying to make it less uh, damaging to your brain. Okay. You know, so you don't need to depend on it like a drug, which we know ultimately fails because we see that yeah. in Inception. And after a while, Cobb finds out. And he, he's been sort of moderately against this ever since they found out that people can be addicted to it. Okay. And just like, okay, this probably isn't a, such a good thing. We shouldn't do this. I'm against it. And then morals come into it, ethics. And, and they have a big argument about it. Okay. Their kids see the argument mm. and they are not happy. Well, that's, How yeah. old are
1: the kids at this point?
0: Uh, Pretty much as old as we see them in inception. Oh, okay.
1: So like five and seven or whatever. Yeah. Whatever it was, yeah.
0: yeah. And because they see mommy and daddy arguing, they run out, mm-hmm. and we don't actually see them again. Oh, Okay, they go missing. Ah, and so this is where the film starts taking a bit of a bit of a darker turn. Okay, there is then a massive hunt to hunt uh, a search to <laughs> to, to find the kids.
1: <laughs> you can't um, hunt foxes anymore, so you might as well hunt children.
0: Yeah, which you know, it's a nasty collection of scenes trying to trying to find the kids. It's not nice, and eventually uh, they are found. They're both found dead by Ooh. a train track.
1: Wow, this got dark. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, and from there, yeah, that's 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 not nice. Moll takes it much worse than Leo does. Okay. And she essentially can't live with herself anymore. She can only live in the dreams mm-hmm. where she still has kids. Leo joins her as well. They still have the kids in the dreams. That's 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 how it is. Oh, Okay. But Moll still knows.
1: Yeah, she can't forget that her real yeah. kids are dead.
0: And Leo knows, but he's forgotten. He suppressed it.
1: Okay. So he thinks he's in the real world with he his thinks actual he's in kids. A,
0: he thinks he's in the real world, actual kids. He thinks it's all fine. But there's just little bits of knowledge that just sort of slip through every now and then. And that's when, that's when we see the scene of those two lying down on the train track. God, what
1: a horrible, horrible <laughs> turn of events.
0: Yeah. Um, but that was
1: his idea in the film. Yeah. So he convinces her to die the same way their children died.
0: Yes, but I he guess, doesn't know that his that, child, that the children are dead.
1: Oh, so this is He'd, just kind of something in his head is making him think yeah. this is okay. I guess that does explain why that shows such a horribly obsessing way to go. Yeah. Because that did need some justification.
0: But mole still, she mostly knows okay. that 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 happens, and that's how she takes the idea so so easily that she should kill herself. Right. And she does mm-hmm. because it ends her pain. Yeah. That's it
1: okay so, so i don't understand we,
0: so the, so the way that it is it is a twist at the end of the film is that the kids are dead and so that then answers the question of in the oh i see in so in the film we
1: see that he's definitely still in the dream he's actually still in because the, dream. the kids died yes. oh, okay wow that's good that's that is very dark
0: yeah <laughs> here it is
1: <laughs> so the kids got hit by a train yeah okay and we never know why they were just—they just ran outside onto some train tracks.
0: They just ran outside because mum and daddy were arguing and didn't yeah, look as they crossed just, the train or whatever. Parents
1: of young children should not build houses not next to open train tracks. It's yeah, not a know. good idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, what's Jason Gordon-Levitt's arc in this film? Oh, damn,
0: haven't... I forgot him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> is he doing anything, or is he just like ah? Like... He's just running the business. I he's off know. in the military, maybe. Yeah, maybe. His military training. Maybe. So maybe, they haven't. Maybe
0: he wasn't even real. Yeah.
1: Oh, that's a good point. He could be. Yeah, pretty,
0: t- pretty sure he was. He was just there at the start of okay. the film and that's, that's, that's all he was there for.
1: And Tom Hardy's not in this, I presume? Or is uh, he? does he show up at all?
0: Uh, I hadn't planned him in. There's no real way for him to fit in that story, no. I think.
1: You can't just not plan for Tom Hardy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I suppose he could just... No. No, I was going to say like his character from another film could be in a dream, but that doesn't work.
1: Okay. So is this building to an Inception sequel, maybe, then? We've done the prequel. and Now we know he's in a dream. There's suddenly a lot of scope for him. Well. I don't
0: think it's planned in but like you know, you it could, could happen it, yeah. could happen okay but yeah so that is uh, Inception building the dream
1: well that is bleak yeah <laughs> but, but yeah I, I can
0: starts off quite nice and lighthearted yeah. doesn't
1: it yeah yeah I thought oh it's going to be a rom-com they're going to fall in love yeah. and it's going to a meet cute no. No, no yeah I like that you use that, that Molly's is kind of has the jump on Leo in terms of the technology that's mm, a good yeah. yeah breaking a bit of a stereotype there which is good uh, mm-hmm. yeah I can see that being made yeah. I, think, I would say of, the two, of our two ideas, yours is maybe more sellable than mine.
0: Yeah, I think so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and probably that's more of an... I don't think I would need to ask you, who is this for? Yeah. <laughs> I think yours, yeah. Anyone who enjoyed the original could probably enjoy that, whereas mine might, mm-hmm. yeah, might be a bit of a tough sell. But yes, we're not ladies. in the business of marketing films here. No, no. Okay, so I guess that's Inception.
0: Yeah, that was, uh, that was Inception. Pretty um, good. So next week, um, it's actually... Well, it's going to be just before the Oscars. Mm-hmm. So, well, you had an idea. If you
1: want to say, oh, about our Oscars, I do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we might not get the, this online time. I hope we do, but um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, if not, it's still it's still a little uh, historical artifact. Yeah, we we've been spending the last month or so plowing through all of the best Oscar films. Uh, some have been better than others. Mm-hmm. Um, the and nominations. the best, the nominees, the best, the nominees for best picture, and we tried to get. A few of the other categories as well but essentially the nine best picture nominees um so yeah now we're going to to try and individually rank them from worst at least favorite to favorite and then we'll compare notes and we'll see whether we agree and where we disagree and
0: yeah yeah that'll so be we'll episode.
1: Oscar special and then we'll return to our regular regu- regularly scheduled programming <laughs> there's a reason I don't work for the BBC <laughs> and I believe it's my week
0: uh yes yes it is yes yeah. Um, what, what, so should
1: what, I announce that now? Or yeah, of course. Yeah, okay, okay, cool. So, yeah, kind of a film that's not a million miles away from this in that it's another sci-fi film that kind of creates a very distinct self-contained world and okay. yet, for some reason, it made a he- shitload of money but for some reason never had a sequel uh, and that film is uh, the 90s classic The Fifth Element starring Bruce Willis. Uh, You're not a fan?
0: Well, I, mm, we'll see. We'll see. Okay. I that's don't know. It, I've only recently watched... Forms like RoboCop and stuff, and it's just such a weird future. And Mario as well. Yeah, it's just such a weird future that I'm just not a fan of. And Fifth Element is the same. But yeah, no, no, this will be good. I'll, okay. I'll uh... but maybe I'll make a future that I enjoy.
1: Yeah, well, that's it. You can you can reshape it in any way you see fit. Ah, a remake. You could remake it. Mm. Absolutely, make it make sense. There we go. There mm-hmm. we go. Oh, well, great. So that will be two in two weeks time. Yeah. But before that, we are going to have our little Oscars recap. Yes. And uh, yeah so look forward to that and if you have any ideas for sequels prequels remakes of Inception that you'd like to see any ideas uh, send them send them our way we're on Twitter Beyond the Box Set Facebook Beyond the Box Set uh, email the Box Set at gmail.com um, yeah and we'll read them out on a future episode so p- p- please let us know or visit our website www.beyondtheboxset.com where you can also leave a comment and we'll yeah we, lo- we would like to hear people's ideas
0: yeah good plug
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> alright well uh, thank you all for listening and we'll see you next week yep Bye. Bye.